Welcome to church. I was going to say welcome to church on a Wednesday, but I don't think we need to put a disclaimer in. This is church. I'm happy to be here. How many are happy to be here? Amen. Anytime you can be in the presence of God, that's a wonderful thing. So we welcome you. We're a little over a week away from our meetings. They'll be starting. The brothers will be flying in a week from today. I spoke to Brother Ron Spencer, and uh, he'd been through some difficulties, pneumonia, collapsed lung. He's had to have some tests, but he texted me today. He said the doctor gave him the green light, so he can come. So So we just need to pray that the Lord will give them a, a good flight, yeah. bring their luggage with them, get them here on time, and that needs prayer these days. Amen. Amen. Brother Jerry, nice to have you back. Brother Jerry just came from Arizona. He was stuck there a little longer than he wanted to be, but he's here. God bless you. And then we see, already made welcome, Brother Solomon, Sister Zion, God bless you. I happened to be aware of a wedding that was going on Friday and my wife, on Saturday, and my wife was streaming it and I actually watched it and it was a blessing. It was really good. So nice to have you here. Nice to have the Clark girls and I think it's Brother Luke. Is that right? McCafferty. Nice to have you here too. So we're happy just to be here. We're also happy to have our Brother Gift here. Yeah. Brother Gift is from Saskatoon. His wife is here, Sister Emma, and Brother Gift Jr. is here too. So we want to welcome you. God bless you. We want to make you feel at home. And Above all, we want to make the Holy Spirit feel at home. So I, I know we don't know him. We don't know his mannerisms, his speech, but we know the Holy Spirit. And we pull on that gift. And I, I believe that Brother Gift, he was born in, in Zambia, in the jungles of Zambia. And God moved on his life many years ago. That's the sovereignty of God. And I, I've always appreciated our brother. We're happy to have him here. He was in Calgary on the weekend. So we we just happy that he came through here. They were in Banff and the mountains and such, but we're glad to be here. We're going to get out of the way. We're going to let our brother minister. I feel like traveling on. I feel like traveling on. Oh, my heavenly hope is bright and fair, and I feel like traveling.
Hallelujah. Tonight, I greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ tonight. We may take our seats for a little bit. Thank you to the music, and um, maybe I'll just let you stay there for a little bit. Um, being that it's my um, first time on the pulpit here, uh, actually preaching, um, I just wanted to say a few things, Brother Ed, if, uh, if that's all right. Um, uh, maybe the first one being, uh, thank you so much for inviting us to uh, fellowship with you tonight and, and uh, uh, to thank the church for opening the doors. And uh, we are thankful to be here. So we are from Saskatoon, like Brother Ed has said, and uh, been there since 2001. I worked br with uh, Brother Menno. He's uh, been uh, not only a real pastor, but uh, uh, a real genuine friend. It's one of those just uh, what you would call old time message believers. It's uh, so rooted on the word and uh, he was sending his greetings as well and Brother Dwayne as well um, uh, was uh, sending his greetings to the church here uh, just saying uh, this is part of family as well. We feel the spirit of the Lord tonight. Uh, so good to uh, see uh, friends here, Brother Ray, uh, Sister Tabitha, I don't see her here maybe, uh, but uh, we are happy for you for um, uh, what's happening to you and uh, your family on, uh, on, uh, on the weekend here. I see Brother Bernard, Sister uh, Esther there, Sister Esther with you. Uh, yeah, I see her there, uh, folks from Saskatoon as well. Many others, uh, Brother Mark here, and uh, I saw Brother John earlier. God bless you, my brother. And uh, we're just happy to be in the house of the Lord. Um, I originally came from Zambia uh, with my wife and got married there, received the message while there, about 94, 95. And we've never looked back since then. Been uh, uh, through uh, six denominations and uh, uh, different ones, Apostolic Church, uh, Jehovah Witness, or Watchtower, and Catholic, and Pentecost, and, uh, United Church of Zambia, name it all, uh, and then the Lord came. <laughs> Amen. And we got married to the seventh one, and uh, we are inseparable. We are married for life till death do us part. Amen. Thank you. Good to see you, Brother Kevin, here. How is that doing? We thank the Lord. Amen. And um, so um, while in Zambia, I just wanted to shorten this up a little bit. Um, we had been receiving a lot of missionaries in Lusaka there. Uh, and uh, and uh, uh, the first missionary from out of country that I saw and heard preach and was involved in was, was Brother Harold Hildebrand. And uh, when I came to Canada, um, uh, he's the first one I called. We had his, his number uh, in Zambia there, uh, and he's the one who led me to Brother Men of Reason. And so uh, he's always been near and dear to our heart, and uh, we thank the Lord for his life, and, and uh, we pray for his wife, for his family, and for his children. Uh, a real missionary that uh, while I was there, he came through two or three times and we certainly enjoyed his, uh, his ministry then. Um, we had lots of fellowship over the years here um, and um, we, are, we are thankful to the Lord for, for his life. Amen. Maybe we may stand to our feet tonight. If you have a need upon your heart, I know it's been prayed already. The Lord knows our heart. The, laws, the Lord knows that, uh, those that are maybe online, those that are maybe we have loved ones that are needy tonight. You can just signify it by a raised hand. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. Amen. He was wounded for our transgressions. Bruce for I need 
Sing it once more. Oh, he was wounded for our transgression. Oh, he was bruised for our iniquity. Amen. Oh, surely he bore. Dear Lord Jesus, with humble hearts and uplifted hands tonight, we approach you, Lord, in the name that's above all names, the name of Jesus Christ. You said whatsoever thing you do, do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Tonight, we are approaching you in, in that name that's above names. Because we know that in that name, Lord, there is life. Not just life, but life eternal. In that name, Lord, there is healing. In that name, there is joy, there is peace, there is long-suffering, Lord. In that name, there is brotherly kindness. In that name, there is liberty. In that name, Lord, there is joy unspeakable. And we come that way. The Holy Ghost is given literally in that name. And we come, Lord, that way in that name, Lord. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We lift up your name above all names, Lord. Tonight we ask that you breathe and smile upon us, Lord. Just like any other children that are gathered tonight, Lord, we put ourselves, Lord, in humbleness to your service. Like the prophet would say, we have reported for duty tonight. Lord, may you be pleased with this gathering. That at the end of it, Lord, all the glory and all the honor comes right back to you, Lord. For you deserve it, oh Lord Jesus. We are so thankful that we can call you our Father. We are so thankful that, Lord, we have, we have a place where we can let off the pressure. We are so thankful, Lord, that when we are in trouble, there is a refuge that we can run to. That's you, Jesus Christ. And tonight, there's diverse requests. Many hands have gone up tonight. Lord, those that I didn't see, but thou knowest their heart tonight. May you come in a special way and answer, Lord. You have never failed. You have never disappointed. You have always gone where you are invited. We invite you tonight in our hearts, Lord. We invite you that you may come speak to us, Lord. Maybe one word. We know that Jesus was a man of few words. But every word he spoke was life. And tonight, Lord, we pray that every little word would give life to somebody. Granted, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your goodness, Lord. Energize this building and may the Holy Ghost be so real, so present in our lives, Lord. The same Holy Ghost that caught us, Lord, and brought us into this net, into this safety net. Tonight, Lord, may the same Holy Ghost. Oh, if maybe some is trodden down, may you, God, the one that breaks every fetter, may you come, Holy Spirit, and break that. Break us loose into your presence to rejoice forevermore. We are thankful, Lord. We hand over this service into your hands under your charge. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. 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 While we are still standing, maybe let's turn our Bibles to uh, Isaiah chapter 9, the 7. Thank you to the music. I sure enjoyed Brother Ray, uh, song service. And uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 5. And we just zero in there just uh, uh, to lay a little bit of a background. I know it's Wednesday service. It's probably prayer meeting night. And just want to encourage you, trusting the Lord, that you will get courage from here tonight. 
maybe building up to the oncoming meetings. We probably won't be here. We'll be taking the service in Saskatoon, my brother. But we'll be praying for you. Amen. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments roared in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Just think about it. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. Now listen to this last part. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. In other words, the prophecy might have lingered for 800 years, but the zeal of the Lord still performed it. Let's go to Isaiah 37. Amen. Isaiah 37, 31. And I read, and the remnant, remnant that is escaped of, of the house of Judah, shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. For out of Jerusalem shall go forth a remnant, and they that escape out of Mount Zion, the zeal of the Lord of hosts, shall do this. Therefore thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into the city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shields, nor cast bank against it. By the word that he come, by the same way he return, and shall not come into the, into the city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake, and for my servant David's sake. Then the angel of the Lord went forth and smote in the camp of Assyrians a hundred and fourscore and five hundred, eighty-five thousand in other words, 185,000 rather. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts tonight. We may take our seats. I was just thinking tonight, Brother Ed, I know we had fellowship uh, in, the, in the morning there and, and uh, had coffee together. And uh, uh, what a sweet-spirited man. Uh, I know we have met several occasions and uh, you've expressed interest to invite us. And, but the Lord makes his own time. Uh, he's never uh, too early. He's never too late. He's right on time. And his time and his timing is the best. And uh, I was thinking uh, a little bit after, and, and I said, what shall I? I'm just in passing here, and, and, and uh, all I want to do, my ministry has been that of encouraging the brethren. I feel a little bit like Peter, that when thou art converted, then strengthen your brethren. I am not here to bring anything new or to, to, to guide you somewhere else or whatever. I, I'm just here to encourage you by the message of the hour. I'm here to encourage you by the word of God. And, and we know that the word of God is the portion of the message of the hour that has been allotted to us. And I, we know that we shall be judged not by anything, not by Noah's message, not by Moses' message, but by the message of the hour. Because that's what has been given to us to believe. Believing that means eternal life. And disbelieving that means to be damned forever and ever. Separated from God. And each time we want to bring the word of God as ministers, we want to make sure that we filter it through the message of the hour. 
No matter how good my thoughts are, I want to make sure that I go to the message and at least some find somewhere where it's going to support me that I can stand before the people of God and say, there was thus saith the Lord in the land, and this is what he says. That's what I believe is encouraging the children of God. Tonight, and I was thinking on those lines, and, and something kept coming to my heart. And uh, I'd been struggling, and, and, and you know how it is, we all go through that. And sometimes you are praying for something. And, and sometimes you want it to happen in your own time. And sometimes, you know, you're struggling with something. And, and maybe there's something you want to, to want to achieve. And it's not just coming at the time that you want that uh, to happen. And I'm not talking about evil stuff or evil things. I'm talking about our own day-to-day lives. I'm talking about our own personal Christian lives. And, and sometimes we, we want to get ahead of ourselves. Let me encourage you by this, my brethren, that God's timing is the best timing. Yeah. Let me encourage you that God, if he has answered your prayer, no matter how much it lingers, it's going to come to pass anyhow. Just as sure as God has said so. Let me tell you that if you're sick tonight and God has already heard your prayer, God has already healed you, all you have to do now is to water your prayer. All you have to do is thank the Lord. Like the song we sang here, I am just here to glorify the Lord. I know what he has done for me. I know what the world is struggling with. It's gross darkness out there, but I know what he has done in my heart, that although I live in this world, though I walk in this dark world, yet I am not of this world. That's what I want to walk with, that blessed assurance that Jesus is mine. If I go to, by the way of the grave today, I go to glory anyhow. If I live, I live for the glory of God. That's the blessed assurance. That's the walk of a Christian tonight. And I want to encourage you, my brother, that whatever you are going through, whatever you try to achieve, to accomplish, it's not you doing it, my brother. It's the Lord himself doing it. And it's not your zeal. It's not my zeal. It's not anybody's zeal. It's not the pastor's zeal. It's the Lord's zeal. The zeal of the Lord will perform that which he has purported in your life. All you have to do is give in and yield yourself to the Holy Ghost. Our God is more than able tonight. You say, Brother Gift, I came to service and I've been bombarded by these thoughts. Just lay your life in the presence of Jesus Christ. The zeal of the Lord will accomplish it in your life. Sometimes we wonder, Brother Ed, in my condition, in this life, in these uh, five senses that we have, how shall I attain unto glory? How many of us have self-guilted ourselves? We have blamed ourselves. How many of us have brought ourselves down and we are thinking negative and negative and negative? I'm here to encourage you, church, that it's not your zeal that's going to make it. It's the zeal of the Lord that's going to make it. May I declare too that he said he's going to have a church without spot or wrinkle. If that's what he said, the zeal of the Lord is going to accomplish it. If he has said by his stripes, we are already healed. It's not you to bring the healing. The zeal of the Lord will bring it in your own life, my brother. That's the truth of it. You love the Lord tonight? I've been found myself and confession is good for the soul, isn't it? I'll be the first one. We ministers, we struggle too. We have our own issues. We have our own things that we have to bring to the Lord and say, Lord, deal with me according to your will. I myself will be the first one to put up my hands, but I know he has never failed me one time. Like I said from the beginning, I I had husband after husband after husband after husband, and still there was a hollow in my heart. There's nobody could satisfy me. I was at a point where I said, Brother Ed, who is able to interpret Revelation? It's a book of symbols. I don't know what to do. The PhDs 
and DDDs of the denominations, they try their best, but nothing ever seemed to stick in my heart. I would have to memorize it. But it's not here, it's there in the heart. And once it gets in your heart, my brother, there's nobody can take it away from you. How many times I read through in Acts chapter 2, 38 there to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and I just glossed over and glossed over. But when he opened my eyes, then I was able to see and say, how was I reading over this without seeing it? I tell you, my brother, that alone is greater revelation than the Pope knows. It's greater revelation. Our children here, they know more about God than all these denominations put together. The zeal of the Lord is doing it. (laughs) The zeal of the Lord is doing it. We hear one is uh, is, uh, woken up here and another one here, another one there, baptized in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, brother, sister, how is it around the world? As a missionary myself, I've traveled many countries. And as I go in those countries and preaching the gospel, they come by the dozens, by the hundreds, to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is calling them to come to order. There's no man who is able to do that. It's the zeal of the Lord. That's calling them my brother And the zeal of the Lord Will accomplish it in your life They asked Joshua One time they said You are calling us to cross Jordan In April when the the banks are Overflowing and all the snow From the mountains and everything else How are we going to do this Couldn't you have chosen a better time I hear the prophet of the hour. I hear Brother Brenham says, Joshua referred them back to God and said, I was commissioned to do this. God told me to go cross at this time. It's my my job, it's my duty to go to the river Jordan. It's his duty to open it up. What have you got to do? What are you scared about, my brother, my sister, myself included? Whether death sets on us, it's not us, it's not the devil, unless God permits it. There's nothing can happen in your life. But I'll tell you one thing this evening, that your life, is, if, if you're a believer, if that seed lays in you, which I believe I'm speaking to believers tonight, there's nothing that can harm you. There's nothing that can offset you without God allowing it. And if he allows it, then he's going to bring it to order. Then he'll bring it into perfection exactly the way he wants it. I was telling my wife the other time, I said, you know, all these things happening, some of them around us. I said, God is not in a panic. Just because I'm in a panic doesn't mean God is in a panic. Just because I'm all frustrated doesn't mean God is frustrated. The time clock of God is ticking exactly the way he wants it. And at his appointed time, once that the Bible says, when the last one is in, then. Oh, some of us, sometimes we want to call for the rapture soon, too soon. What about that seed that hasn't been quickened up yet? We want to make things happen. Many times, I have found myself, we want to make things work our own way. I'm not downing on you. I'm encouraging you, church, that just remember that it's not you, it's not me. Because if we we have anything to do with it, then Christ is not sufficient. But he said, I am more than able. I am doing this for my own sake. That's what the Bible said there. I'm not doing it for anybody. You know that this bride that he's coming up with, that he's building, he's doing it not for you or me. He's doing it for himself. That's what the prophet says. He's doing it for his own sake. And brother, sister, no matter the outcome, which we know is perfect, but God knows exactly what he wants. Sometimes we got to stop looking at the present so much. Because if we look at that and we look at our flesh, we are failures all over the place. There's no man can stand up here. And say they are are perfect on their own. I tell you of a man, Brother Brenham talks about him. And this man by the name of Daniel Carey. He was a tremendous evangelist. 
Brother Benham says he had led over a million souls to Christ. And one day he dreamt like he died, like he went to, to, to the gates of heaven. And when he got there, there was two angels, two men standing, one on each side. And they asked him, they say, where, where are you coming? Well, what, what, what's about you? He said, you can't just go in here. I'm just paraphrasing now for lack of time. But for you to get in, your name has to be on the book. And Daniel Carey was very confident. You know, he'd been an evangelist and everybody knew him. <laughs> the zeal of the Lord shall perform it. Not his zeal, not Daniel's zeal, not my zeal, not anybody's zeal, but the zeal of the Lord. And Daniel got there and, and they said, uh, he said, uh, okay, now let's check the book. And they flipped through the pages. No name of Daniel Carey. And he told them, he said, maybe you've made a mistake. Maybe, maybe one page, maybe I'm just paraphrasing, was sticking to the other. Can we look at this again? They looked over and his name wasn't there. Finally, and, and, and at that time, Daniel Carey said, what shall I do? Then one of these men, one of these angels stood by and said, and talked to him. I said, we can't grant you access here. You're not going in. The only other way for you is to appeal to a higher power. I know where to appeal my case tonight. And I, when I appealed my case, when I knelt down at the altar and asked for his forgiveness, he told me that my case was dismissed. And that's our Lord Jesus Christ. My brother, once he says it's finished with you and your case is dismissed and your, his blood is covering you and annihilates your sin, there's nobody can point a finger at you, my brother. I'm here to declare that to the children of God, those that are sanctified. My goodness, the Bible says, by one sacrifice, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. And he's sitting here, his people, men and women, that's been born again of the Spirit of God, that's been sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ, and the Spirit of the Lord filling them and guiding them and talking to them day and night. That's the kind of man God is raising up to this, this, this day. And Daniel Carey, oh, he says, yeah, I, I, I'd like to appeal. You know when you're confident, you know where you stand? I like that kind of a man. He says, I'm going to appeal. As far as I know in my heart, despite my shortcomings, as far as I know, my heart is convinced that I serve a living God. I believe him. I believe that he's my Lord and Savior. I believe that he's my shelter. I believe that he's forgiver of my transgressions. I believe the Bible when it says, for by, by, by his stripes we're already healed. I believe when he says, that I'm the Lord, thine God, thy healeth all of thine diseases. And I am the Lord, thy God, that forgiveth all of thy iniquities. I believe it when the Bible says so. I want to read and see myself in there and say, I am right there with a sense of awe. I'm a believer in the hour that I live in. That's a declaration of, a many, of any, any man, any, any, any man, any brother, any sister in today. And Daniel Carey, he says, I'm going to appeal. So they said, all right. You're going to have to move up and up. And he said he felt going up and going up and into this bright light. And the further he went, the brighter it became, the brighter it became until he was in an all surround bright light that he couldn't describe. There was no human words that could describe it. And he got there. And a voice came. And said, when you were on earth, were you always faithful? And he looked on the screen. All right, he saw no over there, no over here, no. When you were on earth, did you ever tell a lie? He looked there, no. He told a lie there, he told a lie there. Two, three questions he was asked. 
and he failed on all of them. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my spirit. And he says right there, he was in that, in, under that presence. He was just waiting to be said, get away from me, you work of iniquity. And as he stood there, shaken to the core, here come a sweet voice. The sweetest voice that ever could, a man could ever say. Say, Father, I know that when he was on earth, Yes, he failed here, he failed here, he failed here. But also when he was on earth, he took sides with me. He stood for me. And because he stood for me there, I'm standing for him now. And my brother, what a joy. He said he, he couldn't comprehend the joy then. That's the type of a believer you and me are. Despite of what we, are done, we have done, in spite of our shortcomings and mistakes, my brother, it's still the zeal of the Lord is going going to see us through the zeal of the Lord is going to bring us to that juncture until one of these days if we are alive my brother these mortal bodies will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye one of these days we shall begin to see our loved ones come up they will only appear to those that are going because this is a secret catching away of the bride. It's not a public show. It's not a world show. Brother Branham says there will, there is, something will happen and they won't even miss it. They won't even notice what has happened. Oh, my brother, how it behoves us to stay right in this message. Hold tight to it. Tuck it to your heart. Be like David and say, thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not get sin against thee. That's the type of believer the Lord is looking for. If you are down tonight, raise up again and say, as the Lord liveth, it's not my zeal, it's his zeal that's working in my life. If you're down tonight, maybe something is bothering you. Maybe you've been bombarded, whether it's physically or spiritually, whatever it is. I'm here to tell you that our Jesus Christ is more than ever tonight. If he was with the prophet of the hour then, he's with the bride of the hour today. Just like if when he declared that if Paul makes it, I'm going to make it. I'll tell you what, Paul won't just make it by himself. He will make it with the bride of his church. Age. And if Brother Brenner makes it, he's making it with his bride here. And my brother, we are heaven bound. We are not earth bound, my brother. The zeal of the Lord will accomplish it. I said, Lord, what can I give to the people? Something says to me, it says, it's not your ability. It's not you feeding the people. The zeal of the Lord is going to finish it. There's no minister, my brother. Don't look to anybody. I don't care. I, 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 not in a bad way, but I don't care how kind of a dynamic a minister is. If they're not in the word, my brother, run away from that. You're not following a man. You're not feeding on a man. You're feeding on the body word of the son of man in this hour. That's what we live for, my brother. That's the message that I've I received. Somebody came to me and said, oh, here is where it's at. Oh, over here is where it's at. I know better than that. I said the God of William Branham, the God of Malachi 4, who found me in the jungles of Africa there, is going to guide me into all truth. There's not man can come and di di divert me from the truth of God. I'll stay with it, my brother, no matter how odd it is. People are coming up with theories and semantics and all these things and trying to belittle the prophet. I say shame on them, my brother. I know this church stands for the truth. I know, brother Ed. I know, brother Harold. They stand for the truth. And my brother, that gives me joy that you stand for the truth. Amen. The truth shall prevail in this hour. What we need is men that will stand on the pulpit and not project themselves, but project Christ Jesus. That's what we want in this hour. We don't want men full of vanities and words and this and that and tricks and mockery. What we want is people that are going to take thus saith the Lord and make it alive again in the lives of people. So what we need, that's what I'm here to encourage you tonight. Take the sword and follow Jesus. If Gift Maruf is not preaching the truth tonight, don't follow him one bit. You follow Christ. Amen. 
He's your joy giver. He's the fullness. He's the one that's going to see you through, my brother. He's the one that has made a way. I told the Lord, I said, if you, have, you called me to preach that was years ago, may I stand by the truth. And if I should do that, then may you make sure that you provide that I stand by the truth. And he has never left me that way. He has been faithful, my brother. He is faithful to you if you stay with the word. That's all I'm here to encourage you to say. Stay with thus saith the Lord. Stay with the message of the hour. You hear people nowadays and complaining and some murmuring and grumbling about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and say, the prophet said this and he said he was, he was going to come like soon and, and all this and others want to put a debt. The Bible says the zeal of the Lord shall finish this. How long did it take for a virgin to conceive? 800 years. Here we are not even 70 years into the passing of the prophet and people are already doubting. What's wrong with our generation? I will stay with thus saith the Lord, my brother. If he says Los Angeles is going to sink under the ocean, I believe it with all my heart. If he says there's going to be a catching away of the bride, I don't care the coldness around me. I don't care the coolness around the country. I don't care. I don't look at my brother. I don't look at my sister. I look to Jesus Christ. May I encourage you, this message is not about comparing one with another. It's not about comparing minister to minister. It's not about comparing brother to sister, sister to sister. This message is about to see whether we are reflecting in God's own word. That's what we need. Many times we are hindering ourselves because we are trying to compare our ministry. We are trying to compare our gift, our talent to this one, to that one. Don't compare to yourselves. Don't even compare to yourself as an individual because on our own we are total failures anyhow. You look to our Lord Jesus Christ and I'll tell you if you do that, the zeal of the Lord is going to perform it. They say, Joshua, how is that going to come up to pass? He says, I don't know. That's not my business. That's his business. Some people ask questions. Oh, how is this going to be? So what's the process? They want to know the details and the nitty-gritty so they can catch you. This message is not about catching each other. It's about double grace for each other. It's not about tripping each other. It's not about seeing who can read or who can quote more than the other. That's intellectual. We go to universities if we want to do those things. This is about the simplicity of the word of God. Look, it came to the poor, to the simple. It's going to go that way, my brother, my sister. If God brought thus saith the Lord in its purity to a grade seven person, he wanted it to be simple. Let's keep it simple. I was blessed the other time, I believe it was Brother Wayne Lawson. You were there too, my brother. When he begins to open up uh, Revelation 10, 1 to 7 there, and the whole mystery, the seventh seal, is right in there. And sometimes we want to run to go ahead and expound it. <laughs> and, 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 and see the details of what, what's this, what's that. And all it requires is simple faith and simple humility. He tried to come that way and it passed them by that way. Then he said, okay, I'm going to bring it simple in the time of William Brenham. He did it in the time of Paul, one of the most educated at the time. It still passed them by, uh, above. So he said, okay, let me bring it in the simplicity because the Alpha and the Omega are one. So he brought it through a seventh grader. Still it's passing them professors above their heads. It's to the simple. No wonder he could pray, I thank thee, Father, that you have hid these things to the wise and the prudent. But to you, babes, such as would learn, it's been revealed to you. My brother, when that time for your body change comes, you don't have to wonder what's going to happen. You will know deep down your heart because it's going to be revealed to individuals. No wonder this message in this hour is not a public show. 
This is a secret chamber message where it's an individual hidden and shut in with God in that secret place. You know who you are. I know who I am. And we are in fellowship and true union with Jesus Christ. Then you know that you've passed from death unto life. Then you know that he's the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on him, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth on him shall never die. That's the Lord Jesus Christ that we serve. You believe him tonight? Now, the rest is not to the swift. It's those that are patient. Let's learn to be patient with ourselves. I was going ahead of myself in some things, my brother, until God showed me, say, no, it's not your doing. It's my doing. Then when I saw him do it, it's perfect. Hallelujah. You love the Lord tonight. There was another zeal in the time of Jesus. Because David said about it as well, prophesied about it. And in the time of Jesus, there was another zeal that the Lord despises. Any zeal that's not of God himself is filthy rags in his eyes. Your zeal as an individual, my zeal as an individual, means nothing to God. What we need is the zeal of the Lord. What is it that is bubbling in your heart to want to share the message of the hour? It's the zeal of the Lord. You say, oh brother, how is this zeal going to come to pass? It's going to come to pass through you, God's children. You are the ones, we are the ones that are in the plan of God. And if God has a purpose, he's going to bring it to pass through ourselves as individuals. The zeal of the Lord shall perform it. But look, when it's somebody else's zeal, when it's a personal zeal, it doesn't amount to nothing. John 2, St. John chapter 2, 14. Just to give you a little bit of people's zeal, what they make up. And that's why this message of the hour can never denominate. It's a true seed. The people who denominate around it, I like the one brother who said, there's many, many people, multitudes around the message, but really few in the message. What we need to be is in the message, not around the message. We can be so anointed day and night and yet still fail to make it. I'm here to encourage you tonight. Let the zeal of the Lord work it out in your own lives. Whatever you are going through, whatever you are, at whatever stage in life, in your Christian life that you are, where you are right now, you determine yourself and say, Lord, I need more of your zeal in my life. John 14, here is a bunch of people been totally forgotten, had no respect at all, The respect was totally gone for the house of God. And found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changes of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changes, money, and overthrew the tables. He say, brother, brother Giff, we can't have that happening here. We don't have cows and goats in town. Sure. But where we are sitting, we can be doing it in our mind. Here we are sitting in church, but our minds are busy on business deals and doing this and exchanging this and doing that. Oh, I forgot this at work. I should be doing this at work. Let's concentrate our lives to the house of the Lord. Otherwise, we can be money changers right sitting in this house, my brother. I'm not discouraging you tonight. I'm encouraging you tonight that when you are sitting here, let this be of our Father's business. Look what happened to them. And he said unto them, to them that sowed doves, take these things hence, make not my father's house and house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that it was written in Psalms now, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. 
You don't want that. We don't want our own zeal to eat the Lord up. We want him to be smiling on us. We want him to tell the devil, say, you see, brother, that my child there, so-and-so, he loves me with all his heart. Look at the trial he has been through, she has been through, and, and yet they're still holding on, and yet they still believe that I am the ever-living God. They still believe that I'm the ever-present God in time of need. And because of that, I am going. My zeal, that has triggered my zeal to go and perform that which is needed. This life today here, if we are pleasing to the Lord Jesus Christ, and well, how, does, how do we please him? Confess all your sin. Repent. You know, repenting is just turning around from the direction you are going and saying, I don't, I'm done with this. I'm going this direction now. The Lord is pleased with that. Then watch him perform the zeal in your life, my brother, my sister. The zeal of the Lord cannot be defeated. Let me go. Just, I like, I like to leave you with a little bit of a, a quote I got from, from the message. How many like to read messages? I'm not ashamed to stand with the prophet of the hour. They may call us Brenamites or whatever it is, but we know who we are. Yeah. Now listen to this. An exposition of seven church ages. You know, it doesn't have paragraphs, you know that, and it's nine dash the Laudation church age. And I want to drop in where he says, he is the God of the amen. He never changes. I heard lots of amens in here tonight. He is the God of the amen. He never changes. You can never go wrong by saying amen to the word of God. You can say amen as the word is being preached, but you can say amen to the word in you. As it pricks your heart, you can say amen. I receive it, Lord Jesus. Then watch the zeal of the Lord perform in your life. Amen. God is still dealing with individuals, my brother. He's still dealing with people, my sister. He's still the God of the amen. He's still a prayer answering God. He hasn't changed one bit. He's still God that we can go to tonight and say, God, you promised it, and we stand on your promise. We are not here to challenge you, but we are accepting your promise. And watch what God is going to do. Because it also depends on the right mental attitude, remember? If we have the attitude to receive God's word tonight, if we have the attitude to receive our healing, to receive whatever we have asked for, I don't care whether it's financial or domestic or whatever, we don't preach a financial gospel, but we know that in there there's blessings of the Lord as well, that if you need financial uh, 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 solution, God is going to give it to you. He answers prayer. I've watched him. I hear Brother Brenham saying, you know, you've watched him in the healing services. You've watched him in miracles. You've watched him in raising the dead. Now you're going to watch him in battle. And right here is our battleground, my brother. If you are battling in, my, in your mind, my brother, which is the greatest battle ever fought is in there. If you are battling something here, lots of mental issues, even in and among message believers, lots of depressions and anxieties and stress and all this and running to and fro and this and that and our minds are everywhere all over the map. He's still the God who is able to bring us right in line together. He's still the God who is, gonna, who is more than able to give us a sound mind. Yeah. He's more than able. Look at our young people getting depressed all over the place. Never used to be that way. But this age we are living in, I'm telling you, my brother, my sister, don't despair. Just give your life to the Lord and watch how he's going to perform that zeal in your life. Yeah. Praise God. 
We have young people. I have mine, teenagers that are hormones are flying all over the place. That's not bad in its place. That's okay. But my brother, what's, what's, what's important, my sister, is to bring those under the subjection of the Holy Ghost. Then watch how God is going to bless you. Amen. Amen. He's more than able tonight. He's the God of the amen. He never changes. What he does never changes. He says it and it stands fast. He does it and it's done forever. I can tell you one thing that has been done forever. Unlike Daniel Carey, your name, my name, has been written in the Lamb's book of life and can never be erased by anybody. That remains until the Lord comes. That, that, that your name in the book can never be taken out. Yes, maybe in the book of life, but in the Lamb's book of life, you are a well-taught church, you are a mature church, you know what I'm talking about. If your name is there, nobody can take it away from you. Not even yourself, even if you wanted to. You can't do it. It's in there. And you know why? Because the zeal of the Lord has put a seal upon it. And what God has sealed, I hear the prophet say, dare a man unseal it. You can't unseal it. Amen. He does it and it's done forever. No one can take from what he says or add to it. So, so let it be. Amen. So let it be. Aren't you glad that you serve that kind of a God? You can know exactly where you are with him at any time and all the time. He is the amen God and won't change. These things saith the amen. I like that, he says. It means that whatever he is, whatever he said is final. You can't appeal it. It's final. You have to live with that decision. It's final. If he says, you are my child, I put my seed in there. He's going to protect his seed. He's going to keep it until the destination. It's a final decision, my brother. I am glad he made a final decision on us. I am glad we are on the winning side. I am glad that out of the millions of people that he knew you and me and included us in the plan of redemption before the foundation of the world. And here we are, the bride of Jesus Christ, standing all over the world on two feet without a headquarters. Think about it. Without nobody, no man leading them. The only leader, the great Holy Ghost. He's marching, he's the chief captain. He's the general of the hosts. That's my overseer. He's the Holy Ghost. What I do in secret, what I do in public, he's the overseer. He's the one I hear tapping on my shoulder. He's the one I hear saying, this is the wrong way, go this side here. He's the one that leads me into all truth. He is my guide and my shield. He is my place of refuge. Ever come to a spot where you can't sleep at night? And you have fear of the unknown? I've been there, how many have been there? Something is just bothering you and you can't pinpoint it. You don't really know what it is. Then go to the master of the wind. Then go to the master of the water. Then go to the overseer. Go to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord Jesus, I have a schedule tomorrow. I need to sleep. Watch him make you sleep like a baby. He is more than able to do that. You are stressed out in your life. Just hand over your life to him and say, Lord, I need your help tonight. He is more than able. Let me just rush quickly here and says, whatever I said, so he says, he says, I like his, his things say that I'm a man. I like that. It means that whatever he, he, he said is final. It means that whatever he said to the first edge, church edge, uh, or to the first edge, and to the second, and to all the edges against his own true church, about his, his uh, own true church, and about the false vine is exactly right, and it won't change. It means that what he started out with in Genesis, he will finish in Revelation. He has, for he is the amen. 
So let it be. Now we can see again why the devil hates the books of Genesis and Revelation. He hates the truth. He knows that the truth will prevail. He knows what his end will be. How he fights that. But we are on the winning side. We, then in brackets he put, I mean the believers of his word only. Are on the amen side. I believe we are on the amen side tonight. Oh, this thing said the faithful and the true witness. I just wanted to leave you with this. That zeal of the Lord is for a people who are on the amen side. You know, God is going to bring it to pass. Whatever he has said in prophecy. I hear Brother Brenham say that most of the prophecies about Jesus were fulfilled in the last part of his ministry. I wonder where we are right now. One of these days, we've already seen prophecy after prophecy being fulfilled. One of these days, it's going to be boom, 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 boom. I trust that when that happens, my brother, you and me and all the saints around the world, that we will be ready. We will be full of the zeal of God. We will know where we stand. We will know that we serve a mighty living God, that he who started the work in us is also going to finish it. That's what Philippians said, that he who started the work is going to finish it. You are in architecture, my brother. When a, a drawing is done and the building starts to, to happen, sometimes there's a lot of overages. I have seen in uh, and, and where I work where uh, all of a sudden projects have run out of money. And you have to go looking for money or fundraise to finish the building. Our God is not like that. He will not run out of resources. He's the greatest project manager. He's the greatest designer. He's building his building right now. He's never short of material. And if he said he's going to finish it, he's going to finish it. I am looking at the buildings of God tonight. I am looking at those that God is building and honing and shaping into a stature of a perfect man. And one of these days there shall come such a fulfillment that you and me will be exactly the way he wants us to be then he shall call us to order and in a moment in a twinkling of an eye we shall be changed to meet the Lord in the air that's the type of a building that God is building right now let's stand to our feet you believe him tonight that he who started the work in you, he is also going to finish it. How is he going to finish it? His zeal is going to make sure it's done. How is he going to accomplish it? The zeal of the Lord is going to accomplish, my brother. There's many times that you wonder, how am I going to bypass this? Watch the zeal of the Lord. When you commit it to the Lord, he's going to make sure. He's the one that makes you bypass. He's the overrider. And when, he, when you are in trouble, he will come and override the whole situation. Pass you from here unto there. And then you look back and you say, how did I ever make it? It's not you, it's not me, it's him that's doing it. The zeal of the Lord shall perform it. Amen. Amen. Jesus Messiah, name above all names. Hallelujah. Blessed Redeemer. He is the one we serve tonight. Aren't you glad that you serve a living God? Amen. That's the God that you serve. That's the God that Brother Ed serves. That's Hallelujah. the God that the church serves here. That's what this message came to do, is to bring and tie in all the loose ends and bring us right to the middle of the road. Don't go away this way or where that way. Be a balanced Christian and serve the Lord with all your heart. If I can leave you with these words, my brother, you stay in line, stay in line, stay in line, stay in the middle of the road. Take this message and run with it. We are the ones with the baton in this hour. We are the anchors of this hour. We are the ones running the final leg of the race. And my brother, whether we like it or not, whether we stumble or don't stumble, our God, his zeal is going to make sure we make it. We shall not only barely make it, we are making it with flying colors. Because he has a church without spot or wrinkle. And that's what he has tonight. I believe him tonight. Amen. 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 Strike me the chord, my sister. Jesus, Jesus Messiah. Messiah. Oh, name above all names. Hallelujah. Blessed, Blessed Redeemer. Redeemer.
about God's word. Emmanuel is the rescue for sinners. The Take rescue the for sinners. Oh, the, the ransom from heaven. Oh, Jesus Messiah. Oh, Lord of all. Amen. Jesus Messiah. Jesus Messiah. Oh Lord. What a rescue operation you call it up. Even now, Lord, you're still rescuing people. If there's somebody tonight with our heads bowed down, our eyes closed, if there's somebody that needs to be rescued, whether you are sick or you have a problem tonight, just tell him. He will hear you tonight. He's the ransom from heaven. Oh, Jesus Messiah. Oh, Lord. One more time. One more time. Oh, Jesus Messiah. Amen. As Brother Ed comes. Some from hell. 